you know, Gary Vaynerchuk always talks about jab, 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 mm-hmm. right hook, and I probably missed a couple jabs in there. <laughs> I always say give, 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 ask. Yep. Right? So if you're doing all of that, if you keep giving sooner or later, you can either ask to be a guest or they might just reach out to you and say, Caleb, yeah. would you be a guest? I'd love oh. to interview you. Yep. And then once you get there or if you have to, to pitch yourself, start with what's in it for the other person. Yep. So uh, the, the pitches that are the worst is, uh, dear Caleb, I have a new book and I would like to use and abuse your audience so I can sell my book. That's, you know, it, that's what a lot of pitches are. Right. Well, and then those are a lot of pitches that never get responded to and probably get shared around among podcasters. Mm-hmm. And so you, you do harm with those. Start with giving, Right. Right. Caleb, right. I, I love the podcast. I really enjoyed this episode. I've got some information that could help your audience. Right. right? And, and think about it, no matter what you're doing. Um, don't just say, uh, hey, Caleb, could you introduce me to five of your friends so I can sell to them? No. Right. That, that's transactional. It feels so totally. easy. But you say, I've got something that could help them. Uh, you know, give, 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 ask. This is the Better Wealth Podcast with Caleb Williams. Hey everyone, in this conversation, I had the pleasure of sitting down with Tom Schwab. And man, if you don't know who this guy is and you're an entrepreneur and that you have a message that needs to get out, this is a must listen conversation. Tom is the author of, of a book called Podcast Guest Profits. Now, if you if you're like me, you you like I see the benefit of having a podcast. I literally have one of my own, but I did not know the power, the literally the power, getting on dream stages and kind of um, you know understanding the one of the fastest ways to grow a business. It may be through a digital stage, through a podcast. But I also picked Tom's brain because I knew he he ran a company called Interview Valet where they help people like myself, maybe like you, get on dream podcast and so I not only asked him questions about that and kind of the value of like being asked to interview and and vice versa I wanted to know how I could have a better show but I knew that Tom had business experience and so I'm always curious to ask people in different different factors and different businesses on how they think about money and 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 you know the big thing that I wrote down was relationships so I encourage you as you listen to this interview to take notes and come up with one or two big takeaways. Without further ado, here's Tom. Tom, welcome so much to the show. Caleb, I am thrilled to be here. The only way it could be better is if we were in real life together. I enjoyed meeting you in real life, and uh, uh, the podcast has been so powerful um, since I, I met you and uh, heard that episode with one of your mentors. That's the, uh, the podcast that I've been referring people to. So just to give people a little bit of context, uh, I met Tom at an event called Advance Your Reach. And this this event's all about helping people win stages, win platforms. And and everyone on here knows that I'm a broken record as it relates to this idea of you being your greatest asset. Like we are, the uh, us human beings investing in ourselves, investing in getting our message out is an incredible investment. And so we're both at the same place. And I think I had Aaron, Aaron, um, one of the guys that I get to work with, uh, was, was, met you, kind of gave you one of our books. You sped read that book in one night. And when we met, my first impression of you was you came up, 
you shook my hand and you, in the most sincere way, you were like, Caleb, I love your book. I love your podcast because you've already started listening to one. And I was like, this has never happened ever to me where someone like has literally read my book the night before. And so I just have to say, I was blown away. And the more I hear about your story, the more I hear about your passion about what you do. And, and just like, I just believe wholeheartedly that like my audience has to hear how, like, cause we're, this is all about wealth. It's all about entrepreneurs. It's all about helping people understand that they are their greatest asset and maximize their resources. And you're all about that. Like you spend your life, not necessarily helping people do that with their money, but helping them do that with their messages and their businesses, which directly relates to money. So I just wanted to give kind of some context to how we met. And I'm just so grateful that you're on here. Well, and it's all about relationships, right? The richness of your life is the richness of your relationships and wealth, you know, the money in your bank account is one portion of that. But that richness of that network to tap into, uh, the advisors, just the, the people and uh, just the experiences too. So uh, I, I give uh, glory to God on that one because I was walking out uh, to go to FedEx office just as you guys were pulling up. So uh, call it coincidence or uh, divine <laughs> appointment, uh, but either way, it worked out well. I love it. I love it. So, so Tom, why don't you give your, uh, like the origin story, like a little bit of, of your background and then what you're currently doing. And then I got some uh, good questions to ask you. Well, that's always a dangerous thing when you ask a guy with this much gray hair for his backstory. But uh, I grew up in the suburbs of Chicago, uh, you know, Midwestern kid. I'd never been more than really 100 miles from my home uh, hmm. before I went to the Naval Academy. And I got into the Naval Academy on a clerical error. Um, I have no depth perception. Uh, some people could say I'm shallow. I'd say I just, I just see in 2D. Uh, but I got to the Naval Academy. Uh, they didn't figure out I had no depth perception till my senior year. Uh, and by that time, they just gave me the waiver for it. But it mm. got me the chance to see the world, to, to meet people that uh, were different, thought differently. Um, and it opened up my eyes. And uh, it also taught me that business, everything can be systematized. My first uh, job out of college was running nuclear power plants. Uh, and people say, well, that's amazing. I'm like, no, the amazing part is the people that came up with the systems and the culture so that, you know, mere mortals, 21-year-olds, uh, uh, most with high school educations can run a nuclear power plant um, safely. And so that really taught me that uh, the power of systems and, and learning from other people. Uh, got out of the, the military, started to work in corporate America uh, for a medical device company uh, here in Kalamazoo, Michigan, and uh, did the engineering side, the operations side, sales and marketing. Uh, built up a company, um, sold that distributorship back to the manufacturer, and uh, then started another company that was a e-commerce company. Hmm. And that really taught me inbound marketing, how to use these modern tools. Built that one up from a regional player to a, a national leader, sold that off, and it really taught me the power of using content. And so yeah. really, um, 2014, I started to hypothesize that, you know, content could be so much more. It's not just blogs anymore. And one of the hacks that we used to use for blogs was guest blogs, right? Instead of mm -hmm. me putting a blog up on my site, getting seen by three people, you know, one of them being my mom. Well, let's, <laughs> let's go up on, you know, a guest blog on Washington Post, uh, you know, uh, 
Wall Street Journal, wherever it is, to get in front of that audience. And so we started to test, could you use that with podcast interviews? Uh, in 2014, worked so well, um, wrote a book about it. And uh, the, what people told me is that you've given me the cookbook, but I just want the meal. Right. Yep. Uh, so can, can you can you do everything in here? Let me be the guest. You take care of the rest. So we launched uh, Interview Valet in the spring of 2016. And now we've grown to a team of 16 people, uh, all geographically diverse. Uh, you know, we're, we don't all live in Kalamazoo, uh, but we're all in the United States. We help authors, speakers, coaches, brands get out on the podcast their ideal customers are listening to. And really that's what we're going to talk about is like how to break through from obscurity, right? Yep. Uh, I, I disagree with a lot of things that people are saying today. And I point back to things that we all know are true and uh, show how they can use modern tools to use those. I, I absolutely love it. And, and it's just going back to what you said, like I had this belief early on that if people understood our message that we personally teach at Better Wealth Solutions, that there'd be a line outside the door. And the reason why there's not a line is it's just we haven't done a good enough job getting in front of the right people. I want to go back and just like you built companies and sold them. What, what piece of advice would you give someone like myself, 23 years old, who's in the process of building the first company? I don't have any, I don't want to sell because, but like, I want to get into the kind of business in the next five years. I want to own multiple businesses and kind of flip them. Like some people flip real estate. Mm -hmm. What are the, what are the things that you would tell yourself at 23 before uh, going through this whole thing? Well, a couple things. One is know yourself. Just because somebody else is doing it doesn't mean you have to do it. Um, I know myself. In fact, my bride uh, pointed it out, oh, probably about uh, four or five years into our relationship. She, she said, or into our marriage, she's like, if I look back in your life, you have about a six-year span in different things. Hmm. For the first two years, you work really hard to figure it out, uh, banging your head against the wall to make it work. The next two years, it's working, it's profitable. The next two years, it's incredibly profitable. You're incredibly bored and you're going on to the next thing. And so with that, she's like, I hope uh, you don't get bored of me at the six-year point. So I think it's important to know yourself. There are people that, that uh, are in the same company forever. And I think that's wonderful. That's just not who I am. Mm -hmm. So know who, you're, who you are and what your long-range goals are for it. Um, the next thing is, you know, start with the end in mind. I know that I'm probably going to, um, uh, this will not be my last business that I ever do. Yep. So build it up so that it doesn't just revolve around you. I'm very intentional not to make it the Tom Schwab show yep. where it's my name all over it. I've got the ultimate respect for Dave Ramsey and what he's done, but it's also really, really hard for him to ever transfer that business on to anybody. Yep. How could he ever sell that business? Um, you know, I can't just show up tomorrow and say, um, you know, I'm Dave Ramsey. So with that, um, you know, be intentional with what you're doing. The, the last thing I would say in, is that focus on the relationships because every business I've had, one has sprung off of the other. Isn't it's that like, amazing? I, I, I don't know what my next business is, but I know it will be a spinoff of something that I've learned, something that I've done up to this point. My, I am literally doing what I'm doing now just because of people. Like I, I've learned powerful strategies and I'm like, but I literally all from people. 
all from relationships. I didn't, I didn't like learn this in a, it didn't come in a package deal in school. Like it's all been because of the people that put in our, our life. And literally the reason why we're talking is because of relationship. And uh, just going back to what you said about thinking with the end in mind, one of the first books I read was by S- Stephen Covey, uh, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. I read that at 19 years old. And that's when I started to start really thinking about my life and, and making a mission statement for myself. And, and again, it's, that was very much on the foundation of, of like, no, like thinking about you dying someday is kind of crazy, but it really changes the game as it relates to what we do with our life now. So it's just, uh, I, I love what you said and I really appreciate you sharing that. So as it relates to one of the one of the words that I wrote down, because you talked about your blog versus being on other people's blogs, and then now that you do that with interviews, I want to understand that business a little bit more, and and then I want to understand like why like why that matters to me and why that matters to other people that have a message that is worth sharing, and I want to get into kind of the hacks on how to win 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 uh, the podcast, uh, even though. Uh, I agree a lot. You can have all the right knowledge, but you like, it doesn't mean you'll actually take action. Um, and then, and then I wrote a word down because I wrote the word leverage. Now, this, one of the secrets to the wealthy is they use leverage to leverage their time, leverage their money. And I think getting on other people's podcasts and platforms are one of the best ways to leverage your business, your message. So I know I asked you a couple questions uh, all in one. First of all, like, how did you kind of get into this whole like understanding the power of the blog and then being on other people's blogs? And let, let's unpack that, like why that's important if you have a message worth sharing. Well, I think it goes back and we always talk about the new version of the old thing. Um, what's the best way to, to get a new customer? It's from a referral, mm-hmm. right? It, get introduced by somebody that already knows you. And, you know, my grandfather did it. He was one of the best businessmen I, I knew, but he did it one-on-one. So, you know, go to the country club, get introduced to somebody. Well, a blog is the same way. I can put it up on my site, but nobody's vouching for me. Um, if I put it up on somebody else's site, they've already vetted it. You know, um, they've given the authority. If you want to call it influencer marketing is sort yep. of the buzz term now. It's the same thing. So how can you do that? And I just looked at it from that standpoint of, uh, I only know who I know. And, you know, uh, those people I already work with. If I'm going to build out my business, I have to start knowing more people. And the best way to get to know them is get to int- get introduced to them. Right. So I'm always looking and saying, um, how can I partner with somebody? How can I help them? Right. So with a blog, how can I give them great content uh, from the stage? How can I give great speech, great content? And, you know, I'm an engineer by degree. Hmm. So I'm always about return on investment. And it's right. not always about getting more out. Efficiency is about not putting as much in. Right. And I see how much work you do on your podcast. You know, anybody that says doing a podcast is easy has either oh my goodness. never done it or never done it well. <laughs> you know, it's, it's the great ones make it look easy. It's like professional football. Oh, man, I, I'd love to make millions and play for a couple of hours on a Sunday afternoon. Yeah. But they don't see all the work that went into that. Yep. So I'm looking at that and going, hmm, I could either, you know, build up my circulation the same as Wall Street Journal, or I could get a guest blog on there. Yep. I could either build up my own podcast as big as 
somebody else's, or I could just be a guest on there. Right. And even, use their and leverage their audience and their credibility. The, exactly. Even the stage, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you were speaking on Pete Vargas's stage in front of 650 people. Mm-hmm. Well, you could have built your own show and right. done that, but it was a whole lot easier to come in, have Pete introduce you, and then talk to that. And you know, the other thing is if you say things about yourself, it sounds vain. Yep. Right. But, uh, you know, Pete gave you a great introduction there and it was awesome. And all of it was true. But from that standpoint, you really leveraged that. Um, And so I think that's a big part of it is leveraging and then also giving back. Right. So uh, you surround yourself with good people. So that doesn't only mean people ahead of you, but peers and those behind you. And you do a great job on this podcast, too, of helping people leverage your platform too, so that uh, we all uh, we all do better when we all improve. You know, one of my favorite uh, gifts to give for graduation is that old barrel of monkeys. Hmm. Um, and uh, there's a, I'm amazed at the number of uh, graduates that haven't seen that. And, you know, what's the, what's the goal of a barrel of monkeys? It's not just getting yourself out. It's how many other people you can pull up with yourself there too. So, uh, you know, somebody's leveraging you and you're leveraging somebody else, but in the end, everybody wins. I, I absolutely love that. This is a really selfish interview uh, for me because I am like super excited to learn what I'm about to ask you next. So you help high performers get on other people's podcasts. What's the biggest mistakes that people like myself that want to go on other podcasts and get the message out? What are the biggest mistakes that we're making before we get the interview, during the interview, and after the interview? Being a taker and not a giver. And I I would say that's throughout the entire thing, right? So how do you get on somebody else's podcast? How do you get on somebody else's stage? How do you have somebody else introduce you? Well, think about it. Who do you want to have on your podcast? Friends, friends of friends, and people you want to be friends. Mm-hmm. Nowhere in there did it say a cold pitch, right? I get, I get pitched probably twice a day to be on my podcast. Every one of them starts the same way. Dear Tom, we love your podcast and would love to be a guest. Well, there's only a problem, one problem with that, Caleb. I don't have a podcast, right? It's a robo pitch. I'm on some email list. So nobody likes a cold call, right? But if you listen to a podcast and then reach out to the person and say, wow, I loved your interview with so-and-so. This is what it taught me. Give back to them, share it on social media, repost Mm -hmm. it. We're all vain, right? We all listen for our own name. If you start tagging me and stuff, I'll know who you are. Uh, Podcasters, Ratings and reviews mean the world to them. Leave yep. a rating and review. Yep. So, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk always talks about jab, 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 mm-hmm. right hook, and I probably missed a couple jabs in there. <laughs> well, I always say give, 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 ask. Yep. Right? So if you're doing all of that, if you keep giving, sooner or later, you can either ask to be a guest or they might just reach out to you and say, Caleb, yeah. would you be a guest? I'd love oh. to interview you. Yep. And then once you get there, or if you have to, to pitch yourself, start with what's in it for the other person. Yep. So, uh, the, the pitches that are the worst is, uh, dear Caleb, I have a new book and I would like to use and abuse your audience so I can sell my book. That's, you know, it, that's what a lot of pitches are. Right. Well, and then those are a lot of pitches that 
never get responded to and probably get shared around among podcasters. Mm-hmm. And so you, you do harm with those. Start with giving, right? Right. Caleb, right. I, I, I love the podcast. I really enjoyed this episode. I've got some information that could help your audience. Right. right? And, and think about it, no matter what you're doing. Um, don't just say, um, hey, Caleb, could you introduce me to five of your friends so I can sell to them? No, right. That that's transactional. It feels totally. sleazy. But you say, I've got something that could help them. Uh, you know, give, 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 ask. You know, I right. think I could help them with this. I've got these free offers, all the rest of this. Um, your goal for being on a podcast is to make the host look like a genius hmm. for inviting you on. I love how um, Doug Sandler from Nice Guys on Business, he, he said this one time, he said, if you do a good job on my podcast, you don't have to worry about promoting yourself. I will promote you better than you ever can. Wow. And so wow. from that standpoint, you know, just give, give that information, give that the tactics behind it. Don't hold anything yep. back um, and, and just put it out there. Be, be generous and yep. uh, you keep giving and people will ask you how they can work with you. And, and it comes down to, have you read Give and Take by Adam Grant? Yes. Great, great book. Great book. And it's like, this is not rocket science, by the way, but like add value to other people, make, make the host feel like good about themselves and things will like good things will happen. It's also kind of biblical because, uh, you know, don't raise yourself up, let other people raise you up. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, it's just, it's just really, it's really, really powerful. So thank you so much for sharing. Uh, when it comes to like now, and I know that you guys aren't in the business of like, you know, helping people grow their pod podcast, but I'm, you know, new uh, to this whole game and, and, you know, you're one of the, my first episodes. And, and so what, what piece of advice would you give to someone like me on, I want to have a valuable show that people listen to that they're, that transferred knowledge is, is getting passed on for people that are entrepreneurs, people that want to maximize their wealth. And as a result, they know that they are their greatest asset. If you were me, Tom, what kind of things would you look at and how do I get the best guests on my show? Mm-hmm. Well, there's a couple things there. One, the best place to find podcast listeners is listening to podcasts. Yep. And Cliff Ravenscraft, the podcast answer man, he was the first one that ever pointed that out. So um, going on other podcasts is a great way to build your own podcast. Uh, as far as getting great guests for your, um, your podcast, I would always say what defines great. And you are a lot like your audience. So find the people that are interesting to you. And a lot of people, uh, I love to ask this question, who's your ideal guest? You know, who's your dream guest that you want on your podcast? And, you know, certain people will say, you know, um, the president of the United States or, you know, Tony Robbins, and they'll they'll put names out there. You know, Dave Ramsey. Uh, There's another one where if Dave Ramsey comes onto your podcast, he's probably not going to promote it, right? right? Because he's not going to add value to it. And I guarantee you, I can know everything that he will talk about on your podcast Mm because he's going to stick to his talking points. To me, I think the great guests are the ones that have new ideas, um, new people there. So it's not maybe not a celebrity, but if you find somebody that is interesting to you, it'll be interesting to your audience. And you know what? They'll do a lot more to share it with their audience than it will be if it's just, you know, some big name person coming there to do the transaction. Um, 
so from that standpoint, I think the other thing is that, uh, uh, you know, before we talked about the people that you want to have on your podcast are friends, friends of yeah. friends, and people you want to be your friends. Now, uh, you can reach out to a lot of people and say, hey, can I uh, talk with you for an hour? They probably will say no. And <laughs> yeah. not, nothing, no insult yeah. there. But if you right. want to say, hey, will you talk to my audience? I'd like to, to expose you to my audience. Right. That's a much more valuable thing. The first one is I'm taking, hey, can I take a, uh, an hour of your time? Right. The second one is, can I give you access to my audience? Right. That's okay. powerful. And here's the epiphany that I am having when I'm talking to you. And just one of the reasons why you're on the show is, okay, so we have this thing here at Better Wealth. It's like we help people make it, protect it, and then multiply it. And, and so and it has a lot to do with business, again, being your greatest asset in life. And one of the things that every business has to do is market. Now, a big thing right now is internet marketing, funnel marketing. And, and I mean, we're going to have Dennis, you on my show uh, here in a little bit. Like I'm all about trying to maximize social media. I'm all about, we, we're click funnel users. Um, so I'm all about using those kind of things. Um, and then, and then the bank that I worked for before, you know, starting better wealth, we did every, all of our money went towards radio advertisements. And I was kind of like, Ah, like, cause I, you know, knew how much we were spending on that. And I just, you know, didn't understand. And then there's TV and all that. Why is, and then, and then Pete at Advance Your Reach, he's all, he's saying that stages are the best way to grow your business. One of the things, and I'm not an engineer, but I'm really, it comes down to dollars and cents for me. Like, why isn't everyone doing what you're doing? Cause it makes sense to me. Like when you break down the rate of return and like, how do you stack up versus all the other? Cause I'm sure, you know, because you, you go around helping people get on shows, how do they value you as it relates to their marketing? And, and why should my audience, like if they have a message worth sharing, why should they work with you or why should they look at like getting your book and learning how to do it themselves? Well, I would first argue with you that this won't work for everybody. Okay. That's good. I appreciate you saying that. And there's, you know, I don't think there's one silver bullet for everything. Uh, different things work at different times for different markets. It's like if I go to the grocery store and say, Caleb, you've got to go to aisle two. Aisle two is the fastest one. Well, I'm talking about a different market at a different time. What yep. you really need to say is why did that work? What lessons can I learn from this? And so that's why I always break it down at is if you're trying to go to a very geographical audience, radio is probably a better option. Billboards are a better option. Um, you know, putting your, your logo on the little league team, right? Mm -hmm. So if your uh, friend of mine sells uh, high-end stereos and he, he installs them. He can't use podcast interviews, right? Because he would be yep. talking to the world, but he's so geographically limited, it's yep. not going to work for him. The other thing is to ask yourself, are you trying to do a transaction or a relationship? Hmm. It's a big difference, right? If, if I'm just trying to do a transaction, I'm, um, a new widget, and I don't need to know the story behind it. I don't need to know why the owner started that. I'm not looking to have a relationship here. Yep. So from that standpoint, hey, maybe a, a Facebook ad will work. Uh, maybe uh, something very transactional uh, will work. But if you're trying to build a relationship, if you're trying to, especially a higher value, higher lifetime value, where they really want to know who it is behind there, you've got to do something to get them to know, like, and trust you yeah. um, and remember you. 
So from that standpoint, I, I always look at it. And when we have any new client that comes to us, um, before we even talk to them about working together, we want to make sure that they'll have success with us. And we've really broken it down into four things. And after our first hundred clients, we looked and said, how come some of them got good results and some of them got great results? So the first thing is the message. You know, mm. do they have stories to tell and not just a product to sell? Uh, podcasts are an awful place for an infomercial. Yeah. Um, so, you know, the message is the first thing. The second one is the market. Do you know who you want to talk to? And do you have something that can add value and that they, they can add value back to you? So the people that said, I want to talk to everyone. Well, not everyone wants to listen to you. No. Or the ones yeah. that said, I just want to build my personal brand. Well, how does that help anybody else? So you've got to have uh, something. I love how uh, Rabbi Daniel Lappin calls it. He says, you know you're serving someone if they give you certificates of appreciation. And uh, in the United States, certificates of appreciation are green pieces of paper with dead presidents on it. That's right. So the third thing is the machine, right? When I hear you on a podcast interview, I am going to go back to your website. I am going to go to your social media. And if it doesn't build trust, it's probably not going to convert well. Mm -hmm. So that message, market, and machine, um, you've got to focus on that to get results. Finally, for us, if it, we focus on three verticals. It's not necessarily where our clients are, but where their clients are. And that's business, faith in Christianity, and health and nutrition and wellness. Hmm. So for that, if you know we've got somebody that's outside our verticals, I can predict whether or not they'll have success with podcast interview marketing through their message, market, and machine. But then I can also tell them, we're not a good match for you. Um, we're not the agency. We don't have those relationships and the expertise in that area. Awesome. I really appreciate you breaking that down. And, and it's really, so just to kind of summarize, you need to have an engaging story and message mm -hmm. and people don't want to feel pitched. I think, I think we live in such a time, like everywhere you go, you get pitched. It's like people care more about the story. You got to know your market. And what Pat said uh, at, the, the, at the retreat, Pat Quinn, he's like, you got to know your audience and the problem that you're solving. You're, you have to have credibility as it relates to the, the website, your social media, because people are doing that research and then, and then get clear on what sectors to, uh, that, that you work in and that you fit in. So really, really appreciate that. Talked about you wrote a book and you want to give us kind of like the cliff notes of the book. And then you kind of said that there's this like do it yourself version, but then there's also like for the people like myself that like just want results, you guys actually have a business and to mm -hmm. kind of like break that, that down. Um, and I very much can at, um, understand the, the do it yourself versus we'll help you get results because that's what we do at, at Better Wealth Solutions as well is we're all about, do you want results? We'll give you results and it's this is what the investment's gonna be and 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 it usually people have an incredible experience. Well I'd be happy to and thank you. And first of all, this is not a pitch for the book. I will give the way the book away for free. Um, I sell sell a lot on Amazon, but I give more away for free. Awesome. Uh, this, thank you. The way this started was I started to uh, to use this for myself, this strategy for some friends. And people kept asking, how do you do it? How do you do it? Um, and you can only repeat yourself so many times. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, you know what? I'm going to write a book on it. And really, it goes through the entire strategy of how to prospect, 
how to find those shows, how to pitch to get the host to say yes, how to prepare for the interview, how to do the interview, that performance aspect, and then finally, the progression, how to move people from being a passive listener to an active visitor, to an engaged lead. And there's even a 30-day action plan afterwards. Awesome. Wow. So I, I put this book out there and I'm like, this is great. It's all written out. It's like a cookbook, right? What more do people need? Right. You're giving them the exact steps that they need to take. Right. You wrote a book too. I yeah, mean, I can't people just re- read the book? And <laughs> so with that, uh, then uh, some people said, well, could you put a course together? I put it together, Caleb, but I never took it out of beta. Yeah. Because it bothered me because I wanted people to get success from this. Yep. And I'd, I'd look at it and the honest ones would say, you know, I didn't even get through the whole course. Yep. I mean, there's too much information. And the, the real honest one said, listen, you gave me the cookbook. You gave me the videos on how to make it. He said, I just want to go to the restaurant and right. enjoy the results. You know, uh, the early client said, uh, I like working with you because I'm the guest you take care of the rest. And I'm like, oh, yeah. that's good copy. I'm going to write that down. Wow. So if you want to do it yourself, I, like I said, the, the book, I'll put it up at uh, interviewvalet.com forward slash better wealth. And you can download a copy of the book there and you can follow through it step by step. Uh, there's even a, I'll put a checklist up there too. Thank you. Know, you. Check, thank you check. so much. And we'll include that in our show notes as well. Sure. So thank and, and, you. Checklists are written in blood. Um, <laughs> make sure it's somebody else's blood. Learning from your own mistakes is stupid and yeah. painful. Learn from somebody else's. But, uh, you know, people just said, I, I get it. Just can you, can you uh, do all this for me and just let me be the guest? A smart person learns from their own mistakes. A wise person learns from others. So yes. I, I aspire to be wise. Uh, question, uh, what's the best wealth tip you've received in your, in your life of starting companies, running them? And I'm just, I'm just, genuinely curious to hear. Um, mine is, is the richness of your life is the richness of your relationships. Wow. Um, and that is the best wealth tip. Um, because to me, wealth means so many things. Mm. Um, wealth means, uh, how much money you have, how much freedom you have, um, how much stress you have. Um, and to me, those relationships are so important. Person that told me the the relationships of the ultimate currency, uh, was a buddy of mine. Uh, he passed away very quickly, um, from liver cancer. Mm -hmm. And the funny part was, is I kept hearing this as he would talk about it. And then afterwards I thought about it and you know, after he passed away, his youngest son turned 13 and all of our sons, we took out, um, uh, shooting when they were 13, hmm. uh, you know, they let their shoulders get uh, black and blue from shooting the sure. guns. Well, he had been passed away probably four or five years before his youngest turned 13. Hmm. And, uh, me and a couple buddies took his youngest son out to go shooting. Wow. And, you know, there's no insurance policy he could have bought for that that said, hey, in case of death, yep. death um, this happens. But because he had those relationships, mm-hmm. he, his, his family was taken care of. He always had people to, to look out for him. He had mentors for his kids. And that was all because he invested in the relationships. Uh, you know, um, there's a death tax when you, when you die, the government's going to take, uh, try to take so much of yours. But the one thing they can't take, the one thing inflation can't touch, is the relationships. So to me, that that is wealth, um, and everything that spins off of that. And and just and you mentioned the podcast that I did with my uh, mentor and friend Greg, mm-hmm. and it, it's just such a great reminder that like intentionality, like you can't he 
you can't take anything with you. And, and it goes back to Stephen Covey's whole concept of think with the end in mind. And so that's definitely a common theme that I've heard throughout this whole conversation is relationship, relationship, relationship. And so if I asked you what you give your advice to someone starting off, I'm, I'm sure it would have something to do with build, build relationships with people and add value. One of the questions that I love asking everyone, um, I kind of call it the legacy question. And it's you have one more day to live on this earth. You're with the people that you love the most. What kind of thing, what kind of conversations are you having um, with them? You can't take anything else with you, but you can, you can share with them kind of your last final thoughts and words. What would those be? It's something that I try doing because you never know when your last day is just Mm. telling people how much you appreciate them, how much they mean to you. Uh, Like I said, this, this buddy of mine uh, died way, way too early and we've been friends since high school. Um, I would never tell him that, uh, that I loved him, right? That was an understood, guys don't tell each other that. Well, uh, and when it got to those final days and we saw that, um, we started saying it to each other. And he passed on, but I still say it to to people that really make a difference because I want them to know that. Um, And and how much I value the relationship, how much I value them. Um, You know, no words left unspoken. Wow. Tom, I really appreciate you not like sharing some of your background, your expertise. I I appreciate your willingness to help us out, get our message out. And um, man, I'm, I just feel tons of gratitude uh, just towards what you're doing and the sincerity that you're bringing. Like you're actually living this stuff out and, and even your willingness to like give away the book and we're going to have, you know, the right links to uh, put in the show notes, but is there any like final words or thoughts that you want to share and like the best way for someone to follow you um, we'll have in the show notes, but if there's a, a platform that would be best, you can share that as well. Well, thanks, Caleb. And I appreciate everything you do. And what I would say is that what you know is ordinary to you, but amazing to others right? Every one of us knows something that could help someone else out. And it's never been easier to share that, you know, in a blog, in a video, on a podcast, as a host, as a guest. Mm-hmm. And you have the ability to, to learn from others, but also to teach others. And I would just, if you're hearing this, um, encourage you, learn from others, but also make sure you teach others. Hmm. What's ordinary to you is amazing to others. And if I can help you in any way do that, please reach out to me. I know if you're listening to a podcast, uh, you're, you're probably multitasking. I won't give you all my uh, my uh my social media, but just interviewvalet.com forward slash better wealth. And I'll put my, my email, my uh, social media links, um, uh, my, uh, my calendar link, all of that will be there. Super appreciate you, Tom. Uh, Take care. And yeah, I, I really, again, I'm super grateful that you're on the show. Thank you, Caleb. Hey everyone. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Tom. And, and one of my biggest takeaways was the riches of relationships, man. He is a wealth of knowledge. I am going to be thinking about how I can better leverage my message 
on the the podcast stage and, and and again i encourage you to reach out to him because they have an incredible company there's a reason i'm doing business with him it's because he just he's just the real deal so uh, go out check tom out uh, let him know that you came from the show and um yeah i would just love to hear your biggest takeaways and i would also love if you shared our show with other people love to hear that uh, love to hear your thoughts and make sure that you go out and have an amazing rest of your week Thank you so much for listening to the Better Wealth Podcast. Make sure you press subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. You can listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, or your favorite podcast player.